we've got a big one tonight from Edmonton. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers, both teams that have made some significant trades in the last 48 hours or so. Yesterday, the Maple Leafs making three separate transactions. Sandine to Washington for Gustafson in a first. Of course, we had Pierre Engvall being sent to the Islanders for a third rounder. And Luke Shen is a Maple Leaf once again being brought over by the Vancouver Canucks. And the Oilers themselves, they made a big deal bringing in a D-man. Let's welcome in one of our favorites from our sister station out in Edmonton from TSN Radio, host of the Nielsen Show. It's Dustin Nielsen back on First Stop. What's going on, Dusty? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. What's fired the vibe up, like in Edmonton? We are, yeah, we're, well, we're fired up here in Toronto. I'm sure the – well, I'm actually not sure how people in Edmonton are responding to the trade yesterday, which, I mean, I think everybody in Edmonton wanted to see a top-four defenseman brought in, but maybe not necessarily at the expense of another top-four defenseman going out. What's the reaction been to the Ekholm trade out there? Yeah, it's actually been pretty positive, and I think it's mostly because the entire city had basically been on tilt for like the last five days, <laughs> seeing all these other teams make trades. It was just... I mean, it had to, they had to do something, and they're banging on Ken Holland's door downtown, like freaking out about it. So something had to something had to give, and you know they didn't have a lot of wiggle room. Obviously, the Yesapuli RV trade cleared up some cap space for them, and then Matthias Ekholm's a good get. I mean, he'll be their best defensive defenseman. It won't even be debatable. Uh, when when it when the news first broke yesterday, I will say I was a little surprised that Tyson Berry was included, just because Berry's probably been their most consistent defenseman. So far this year, uh, obviously he's a huge part of a amazing power play that'll still be really good without him. Um, and then you know, first rounder and and and, and Schaefer prospect that they just drafted uh, very high and are pretty um, pretty high on as well. So you know, they paid a significant price for a guy who's 32, but he's under control for the next three years. He comes with 75 games of playoff experience, and I mean, if you watch the Edmonton Oilers play. Um, you know, sacrificing some offense to improve this team defensively inside their own blue line basically had to happen. And uh, I, I think like 80, 85, 90% of people are, are pretty stoked about this. There's always going to be that 10% that thinks you've sacrificed too much of the future or you should have spent the assets on Chikrin or you should have still focused on Carlson or whatever. But uh, in the end, I you know, you know, expensive price to pay, but with the West being as wide open as it was, um, and as it is right now, Ken Holland had to do something like this. Dusty, I'll be honest with you. I, I was very surprised that Tyson Berry was included in it too because if you see the moves a lot of these top teams have made, they've made these additions without any big subtractions. And you know, Tyson Berry, 10 goals on the year, 43 points, the power play quarterback to the best power play in the league. What's What's the plan for his replacement? Is it Evan Bouchard? Is it... You know, are you going out and hopefully getting like a Klingberg or another offensive guy? Because, you know, you would have thought that with Ken Holland making a move to improve their defense, you wouldn't have to take such an important piece out of their lineup. Yeah, I, I, I kind of imagined a world pre-deadline or pre-that trade that, you know, you, whatever you're bringing in, you were essentially adding to the blue line that you had. Uh, instead, they kind of changed the blue line that they had. Now, the, the plan moving forward, like, they have no cap space still. I mean, they're going to basically be running 21 guys with, I think, $1.2 million in cap space if they send Shore down or bring in somebody else. And I think the focus now will probably be a, probably be a forward. So the plan without Barry, and, and I think this is kind of, you know, sort of under the radar 
the biggest part about this deal is obviously a huge vote of confidence for Evan Bouchard. Uh, he hit, he, you know, last year he was pretty good. Uh, in the playoffs, actually, last year, he did elevate his game a little bit. One of the things that he lacks at times is kind of a, a motion and a, and a sense of urgency. And now he's got a great opportunity. And now the, the power play so far this year, if you want to break down the numbers, he hasn't played on it a lot. It has remained almost as effective as Tyson Berry. But Tyson Berry, to me, Tyson Berry had better chemistry with the guys on the power play. He handles the puck better at the blue line as well. I mean, his job is to get it and transport it either to the left side to Nugent Hopkins or to the right side to Connor McDavid. So Bouchard will have to execute that. But this is, this is a big step for Bouchard to take. With that being said, Bouchard last year was at his best when he was playing with Duncan Keith. And I, I, I would assume what they do here is Matthias Ekholm sort of rides shotgun and, and mentors Bouchard. And they're probably thinking that's going to bring his game back up to where it was last season. And, and Ekholm's done this in the past, Dante Favreau and a few other young guys in Nashville. So might fit the bill in that aspect of it. But, I mean, the Oilers' power play is like ridiculously all-time good. So if it drops a couple percentage points because Tyson Berry's not there, they can probably survive. Once again, it comes back to keeping pucks out of your own net. And if Ekholm can, can help Bouchard with that as well, it'll be a step in the right direction. We're in conversation with Dustin Nielsen from TSN Radio in Edmonton. It is the Leafs and the Oilers tonight from Edmonton. And you mentioned the name Jacob Chikrin, Dusty, and it seems like every team in the NHL has gone deep down in negotiations with the Coyotes on Chikrin and seems to fall apart at the last minute. Anything you're hearing about how close Edmonton really was on Chikrin and what the hell do the Coyotes want in return for this guy? Like, does the GM have to sacrifice their soul in order to bring him in or what? I just don't get it. Like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. <laughs> like, he's, he's in his prime, and yeah, he's, he's been a Band-Aid. I mean, he can't stay healthy, but he's in his prime. He makes less than $5 million a year. He's under control for the next few years. You've seen, you've seen teams give up five picks in a warm body for a forward who has five <laughs> goals this year. And he, for some reason, the Coyotes can't move Jacob Chikrin. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. So when you look at... When you look at what the Oilers ended up giving up for uh, for Ekholm, I mean, the ask, a lot of people have said the ask for Chikrin is two firsts and a really good prospect, so maybe it was that other first. But, yeah, I think it was Dregs yesterday that said, you know, the Oilers and Coyotes were kind of deep down a path on Chikrin, and then all of a sudden just switched things over to Ekholm and got that done, I would think, relatively quickly. So this guy's been available for 18 months. <laughs> and, it's unbelievable. Man. And, and he's been playing well when he's played so far this year. So uh, I think, I think Oilers fans, Ekholm's better defensively right now than, than Shikran is. So that does make sense to me. Cause that is the, the key area to address. But for like the last two or three days of my show, I've just, you know, I asked, we Craig button on yesterday. I asked butts. It's just like, what what is it with this guy? Like, how can this guy not be moved? So he's got to be moved by Friday, right? Like somebody. Oh, has I hope to give so, man. I can't go another year talking about him, man. I can't yeah. go another year without talking about <laughs> yeah. him. It's, it's nuts. Um, t- speaking of the Oilers, there's been a lot of talk of, uh, around this team and their defense, and in particular Darnell Nurse. Do you think Ekholm relieves some of the responsibility for Nurse? Because I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I've been watching as many Edmonton games as I can because I'm trying to figure out why they give up so many goals. And I watch Nurse play, and he he just plays with his stick. He just He's constantly trying to poke check guys. And then I look at the end of the night, I see his minutes. He's approaching 30 minutes a night. 
it almost seems like maybe the the best way to fix your defense is just to sit sit nurse down and say look we don't need you to carry our offense just be a pain in the ass to play against defensively and you'll you'll be better for us because of that so do you think that's that conversation is happening with Darnell Nurse. Is he the guy that maybe takes over the power play? What do you think happens with him, knowing that Eckholm's in the fold right now? Yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if he. I mean, he he gets the odd sniff on the power play. The Oilers essentially don't have a second power play unit, right? Like the first power play unit stays out there for pretty much the entire time. When Kane's healthy, he'll switch up net front with Hyman. But outside of that, everybody else pretty much stays out there. So. He'd probably still rotate in as the second guy after uh, after Bouchard if things go well for Bouchard. You make an interesting point on Nurse. Uh, I do think he tries to do too much offensively just because he's athletically gifted. Like, he moves extremely well for a big man, right? So he wants Absolutely. to hop up into the rush and he wants to do that. But I think sometimes, you know, the overall offensive mindset of the team, you know, hurts him and hurts others inside their own blue line as they try to, you know, move pucks out. It's, it's almost as soon as they get it, it's like this full-blown panic, like, let's go score a goal right now, which yeah. I understand, but at the same time, I mean, just get it out to the neutral zone and then and then go from there. So is, is Darnell Nurse going to be more effective, you know, with 21 minutes a night as opposed to 24, 25 minutes a night because they have Ekholm out there now? And, you know, at, at certain times, late in hockey games, will it be, will it be Ekholm out there I guess arguably possibly with Darnell Nurse, if Ekholm can play the right side a little bit at certain moments. So uh, I do think that's like that's another thing that's lost in this. You make a very good point. Uh, you know, if he can take a little bit off of Darnell Nurse, it could it could end up helping if they can get that Nurse pairing, um, you know, up to up to expectations. And then Ekholm and if if they can play like Bouchard played last year, maybe there are some significant steps here on the blue line. Fascinated to see how it works out when he gets into the lineup and how they're going to manage the blue line. Cause this is a team that runs seven D like they are at their best and they've done it a lot this year, especially over the last couple of months. It's almost been exclusively 11 forwards and seven defensemen. So there should be, there should be moments where you can get Darnell nurse rest even prior to this. But now with that comb here, you'd have to think that they can, uh, they can find him a few more uh, minutes to catch a breath. Man, it's going to be a great one tonight. The Oilers and the Leafs from Edmonton. Dusty, thank you for doing this. I know you have your own show to prepare for 25 minutes from now on TSN Radio in Edmonton. The next time we have you on, we'll break down Taylor Cornelius's offensive potential with the Elks, okay? <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I'll be 10 minutes on Cornelius right now. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that for the summer. Uh, Dustin right. Nielsen, TSN Radio in Edmonton. Thanks for uh, joining us, as always. One of the best in the business. Dave Poole and our hockey analyst on the other side. We'll get back to the Leafs, the three trades they made yesterday, and are they done? Could they be in the market for a goaltender? We'll ask Dave Poole next.